All right, welcome to a new revamped version of the Blazecast. I'm Cantley Elliott here with my new co-host, Amaya Russo. It's uh, good to have you on here. We've kind of talked about this idea for a while now, and we're making it happen. So good to have you. Awesome. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited for this. Yeah, it should be fun because we were trying to, you know, gather some topics and everything. And you shot me like three, I think, that were pretty good. They were winners right off the top. So um, jumping into this first win, Megan Thee Stallion and Nicki Minaj. Th this is tough for me, but I know we kind of were on the same page with a little bit, I think. Um, mm -hmm. Just trying to like pinpoint, I guess, like where this whole issue started, because I always thought they were on good terms. Yeah. So I did a little TikTok research, okay? I went down the timeline and I believe after they did the Hottie Summer, then Nikki said something about how she doesn't mess with horses since Christopher Reeves. And then it turned into Megan doing a song WAP with Cardi B. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Cardi and Nikki do not like each other. If everyone remembers that Met Gala little fight, little tussle, it just, they've never been the same. And then also recently, I believe Cardi B and Offset were kind of going back and forth with Nicki Minaj on Twitter, well, X, and they really don't like each other. So when Megan came out with this and she mentioned Megan's Law, it just set everything off. And I realized, I didn't know what Megan's Law was. I had to do a little research, which I'm yeah. glad I did due diligence. Um, and for everyone listening in who doesn't know what that is, it's actually about sexual assault of minors, a, a young girl named Megan. She actually died as a result, I believe. And yeah, so that got Nikki and the Barb's riled up. Yeah, it's it's really funny because I feel like throughout all this, I've seen a lot from Nikki, but not as much from Meg. I know Meg like announced her tour and everything. I think it was either this Friday or last Friday, which I'm super excited for because I would definitely go see Megan. Me too. Sure. I know I know Nikki's going on tour right now and she's actually yeah. coming here to Columbus. Um, and I thought about going to see her, but Meg, I would definitely go check out. But it's just like weird to me because I kind of thought like just like the age difference between them uh, I know Nikki I think she's 40 or a little over 40 and Meg's like what 26 yeah yeah so Meg it's is, just yeah, yeah. so I, I thought the age thing was like funny at first kind of I did too I think that it's so interesting this is playing out because Nikki Minaj announced her um tour I can't remember about maybe a month ago two months ago um and so she's actually coming to Charlotte in March and it's just very coincidental to, it's actually going to be very interesting to see how this beef is really going to either, you know, increase sales mm -hmm. for both of them or one versus the other. Like, I'm really intrigued to see because Megan definitely hinted that she was going to, it was going to be a hot girl summer. So she did. She yeah. did. And that is funny too, because I, I always kind of wonder how the beefs do play into the tours. Cause I remember yeah. when Drake started the first leg of his tour with 21 Savage. That was when Donald Glover had come out and said that uh, This Is America was about Drake or there was some kind of thing between them oh. for a while. And Drake like played on it for a minute, but then he kind of let it go. And it is just funny to see how like the those kind of do fuel the tours and to get the crowd into it. And especially Nikki's fan base too, because that's, that's a fan base where it's like, they're like no other. They're the Barb's. I never want to be against a Barb. Okay. No. I love I, Nicki Minaj. I've loved her since itty bitty piggy. And honestly, in my opinion, as a fan of hers, I really do not like the way mm -hmm. her PR team is allowing her to sit in the public eye right now. Yeah. I think that it's kind of like you're up here, you're an icon. You know, mm -hmm. you don't have to meet people 
at certain levels that are below you. And yeah. honestly, I talked to some of my Barb friends and they <laughs> also did not like Nikki's diss back. And I also thought it was a little mid. Yeah. I, I it was a little I, much. I think what kind of ruined it for me was the fact that she had been previewing it or like certain things have been leaked online. So when it dropped, I was kind of like, you already knew what was coming. Um, I was like the diss tracks that just kind of come out of nowhere and you just never know what you're going to hear. I think, I think it just makes that first listen a little more like memorable versus like, I already know like what you're going to say. And it's just, yeah, I think that kind of ruined it for me a little bit. I was like, "Ah, I kind of already have heard parts of it. I kind of know who you're going at, what you're going for. And just, it wasn't the same. Yeah, if she really, honestly, if she really wanted to take it there, she should have mm. put everybody that she, just lay the lay the ground out, okay? Let Ooh. everybody know where they stand with you at the top of 2024. <laughs> <laughs> like, let the, let the record show that you don't mess with this person, that person, this person. But I agree. I think that her previewing mm. it on her live mm-hmm. definitely diminished the value of it. And I yeah. think what people are not realizing, it's like she, you know, they're both posting about streams and things of that nature and in the art of music, you know, being number one comes with so many other factors. So yeah. you write on a disc and seeing it top plate of that day doesn't really mm-hmm. necessarily say it's a success in reviews. Yeah. And I kind of want to ask you too, if you have this feeling, do you think, I don't know, there's always been this argument about hip hop beef and people are like, oh, well, you know, is this just for sales or whatever the case may be? Because I know a lot of times artists always make up, but you always have those ones every once in a while that kind of feel a little more personal. And I know with this, like, you know, Nikki's brought up Megan's mom and Megan's brought up Nikki's husband, who's a sex offender. And it's just like, those feel like really kind of deep digs at one another. And it feels a little more than just like, it, it almost feels like 50 Cent Ja Rule to me type stuff, where it's just, it's a little it's more the- than just like the Hollywood part. Yeah, I feel like it's super personal. I think mm. that, you know it kind of takes me back a little bit of like old, like actual beef and, you know, like the, the 50 cent era. Yeah. I just wish it never was. I just wish it wasn't two women, you know, two women, two powerful women who have a lot of influence. Mm -hmm. I think that coming back and shooting at each other from across the battlefield is just never a right Mm -hmm. thing. There's already so many factors against us in every life when we walk out of our house. So Mm -hmm. having, you know, the barbs versus the hotties is just not one thing that we need, (laughs) actual thing we need, you know, but um, yeah, it was kind of just, it's, it's a little disappointing. Um, Mm -hmm. But I mean, I want to, I'm definitely intrigued to see how this summer really treats them. Yeah. And how the fans kind of view them throughout this whole process. Cause I don't think they're done. I, yeah. I know Megan is very, she's being very classy with it. Megan's shout out to Megan's PR team. Okay. Yeah. Keeping her together mm-hmm. and she's staying grounded. And I really think she's like in the B4. She's really winning at this point. Yeah. I was going to ask you, that was, that was my next question was who do you think so far has won? But like you said, I don't think, I don't think it's over just yet. I think there's still something else is going to come of it. Um, and I don't want to say I'm excited to see what it is, but I mean, you know, as hip hop fans, we're always kind of waiting to see what the rebuttals are from certain artists. So, yeah, we are. Time, I, time. It, it's cool. It's it's yeah. it's cool to see, but it's it's sad. It's like, do you ever feel like cringy when things like oh, this yeah. happen? Like oh, I yeah. just like oh, when I was listening, I was just like, I feel like I was taking shots, like a secondhand embarrassment, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So, well, I think the thing. Yeah, and I think the thing for me, too, is, like, I've always been a Nicki fan because I've always been huge Young Money, but I've always been huge Meg, too. So it's like, I just hate that it's two artists that I actually really enjoy listening to. 
if it was usually if it's like because i'm a huge drake stan if it's like drake versus anybody else even if it's somebody i like i automatically am like oh i don't like kid cuddy or push a t anymore but Done. this is hard because <laughs> i like them both so much but it's just tough yeah. um no, I... yeah and, and on the topic of music too um it kind of helps with the super bowl discussion that we're going to have yes. next because so first of all i want to ask you about this usher halftime show is it, it what do you is do you think it's going to be like what we're expecting is it going to be what is it going to be can I take it a step back real yeah. quick before we di digest this? <laughs> I really, really feel as though the NFL failed us. Yeah. I just saw this TikTok and she, this girl went off and she basically said that the NFL created a hate crime. And I 100% agree with her because we could have had the blackest Super Bowl that's ever, ever, ever existed. And we like, I thought it was in the script. I thought yeah. we wrote this down. I thought Black this History was Month. Black History Month, you have Usher in the middle, whatever avatar, whatever he got going on, right? Yep. And then you have the Baltimore Black people and the and the Detroit. It just would have been amazing. Imagine the the pregame. Oh. Crab legs. Yep. Like it just like you know fur coats. I, I just I really my heart broke during that game yeah. because I really saw the vision and I saw it on all the faces of the Lions fans and I'm just like ugh. But yeah. to the point of Usher. I'm intrigued. Yeah. I'm intrigued. And I, and I don't know if people really know how Super Bowls go, but like the Super Bowl doesn't pay artists to perform. Right. You know, mm -hmm. and I think it's interesting that he, you know, I mean, I'm not surprised because he just made all that money in his residency, but I'm intrigued to see how he's going to top Miss mm -hmm. Rihanna Fenty. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think with her last year um, revealing that she's having another, she's having another kid, that's kind of hard. It's kind of hard to top. I mean, because so many people love Rihanna anyway. I mean, it's just, yeah. Yeah. I just, I, I'm intrigued to see what he brings. I never got to go to his show. Yeah. But I had friends who did and they said it was life changing. So I hope mm -hmm. that I could have that same experience watching it. <laughs> see, I feel like people in our age group really appreciate Usher because yes. he was such a prominent figure, like in part of our growing up. But I think a lot of people now, I've heard of people who are younger than me, they're like, oh, like Usher is old and he's X, Y, and Z. And I'm just like, they really don't understand that Usher was like, Usher's an icon. I heard this girl in Target the other day say yeah. who was Usher. And I almost, from like a, like an aisle away, I almost like pulled had up. Had to tell her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> had to tell her real like, quick. I'm like, are you serious? Yeah. You don't know who Usher is? You know, Usher, I'm like, wow. I, I don't know if I'm old or what, but like, I feel like he, for the younger generation, I feel like he <clears> re himself with yeah. the Las Vegas residency and all the mm -hmm. hype shout out to Kiki Palmer for really just like bringing the girls in the loop with that but Facts. honestly I think that it's if you don't know who if you don't know who he is like if you don't know Usher Kiki Palmer this just might not be for you this, this might, might just not, be, it's not for you yeah this might be one you need to sit out we'll get a uh, we'll get somebody else next year that TikTok or people know I don't know um I wanted to ask you so so if yeah. you had to so if you had to pick a halftime performer, who who would you want to see perform at halftime? If you had to pick anybody, who would it be? Uh, I'm such a Drake fan. So immediately I'm like, Aubrey, I'm like, oh, but um, I honestly, to be honest, Rihanna was there for me. Rihanna yeah. and Beyonce, those were like the ones mm -hmm. I would want to see. Yeah. If I were to see anyone else today, hmm, honestly, it would really be like, like a little Wayne Young money takeover. That would yeah at halftime like that would really eat um 
honestly yeah either drake or young money like a whole collab like imagine bedrock the yeah. whole group there the whole tiger the whole all of them group. yeah nope. i think that like even with nikki's stunt this year i don't know if she's going to be in the running for any future <laughs> she might not be don't quote me on this. I want to yeah. say the Super Bowl is in Louisiana, like in the coming years. I think I don't. I don't think it's next year. year. Is next it next year? year? Is it next? Oh yeah. See, it'd be perfect for Lil Wayne to do it then. Did you see he added them on Twitter? I think he added them on Twitter and said, "I'm from Louisiana" or something like that. Now, if they really wanted to make it up to us next year yeah. as the black community, that can really <laughs> be doing your big one. NFL, if you're hearing this, that do your big one. Okay, you that know. That could be the big one. Um, the other thing, too, I've always, and before we get, like, any actual game and stuff, I, I kind of wanted to ask you this, too, just yeah. the way I think new kids kind of relate to artists and everything. It seems like because of things like TikTok and Instagram and whatnot, a lot of these artists meet their fan base before they meet, you know, these record labels and things like that. Do you ever see, like, one of these people who blows up on TikTok or SoundCloud or something ever being in that spot to, like, perform at a Super Bowl or have a residency in Vegas? It just kind of seems like the way music is going, the way people are finding these artists. Like, do you think that could ever happen? Honestly, I can I can low-key see it. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I think I can see it depending on, of course, traction and sales and things of that mm -hmm. nature. I just mm -hmm. think it's hard to take someone, and I don't mean this in any offense, but, like, someone, like, a regular person yeah and adjusting to fame rather mm -hmm. than someone who's really just trying to be you know in that yeah in that community it's really buying in right but you see mm -hmm. a lot of these i'm gonna take it into influencing you see a lot of these influencers walking on you know red carpets and you know going walking in shows in paris fashion week so it's like okay why not why not why can't singers have that same stage so honestly the way that we're going i can see a tiktok viral person being in the running for that or even you know s small performances in the city yeah yeah because i even look at people like jake paul and logan paul and these guys now who are even having these like big main event boxing yeah. matches and i'm just like when you think about it essentially they kind of started the same way on like youtube and the you know platforms like that and now they're having like these whole boxing matches and it's just like i never saw that coming it's crazy. It really is about the growth and expanding the brand. Yeah. And I think anyone on, on these platforms can are capable. If you have the fan base to push and drive, I think it's, I think it's possible. Yeah. They'll definitely do it. Um, and speaking of fan base, Taylor Swift, I know we know Travis Kelsey Super Bowl against the San Francisco 49ers. Um, so if you had to pick a side right now, who, who are you rolling with in the Super Bowl? Well, one of my friends from here in Charlotte, he's on the 49ers, so I got to go 99er gang. 99er okay. gang, too. And honestly, like, I just, I yeah, I, I just, the whole, we'll get into that about the Chiefs, but yeah, I'm yeah. 49ers. What about you? I'm I'm going 49ers, too. I think, yeah. um, I know Kansas City all year, they've, they've had to lean on their defense a lot more than years mm -hmm. past, and they seem like a much more, they seem like a more different team now. Um, San Francisco, it just feels like, they're just so dominant on everywhere on offense and their defense. I mean, they've, they've been good. Yeah. Um, so I feel like this is the year they're going to really put it together. So I'm, I'm going to go San Francisco with you just because too, this, I, I see people having Taylor Swift Super Bowl parties now. And I'm like, if they weren't here, you wouldn't be doing this. So I just, yeah, that's a whole I different. Think, I honestly, and this mm -hmm. is coming from just like a very consumer based opinion. Mm -hmm. I believe that the NFL 
I, I feel like the NFL did a disservice in how they treated the whole Taylor Swift thing. And I mean, a dis dis disservice to the hundreds of other girlfriends and moms and, and stuff like that. I don't want to say any names, but Sierra yeah. and um, like she goes to every game mm -hmm. and to be able to put, put someone on a platform and to note a, the swag surf because she was doing it. That just trying really to do it. Put a thank you. That put a very <laughs> bad taste in my mouth with the way mm -hmm. that the, you know, yeah. the, the NFL is handling this from a PR standpoint. I just, I just don't, it's just a lot. You know what I mean? And I think that anybody who is mm -hmm. that view can say it's everyone against the Chiefs right now because of yeah. just that. Yeah. Well, it was funny too, because I think it was on CBS on NFL, their Instagram page the other day. It was one of those pages. They had made a graphic of all the times Taylor Swift was shown during a game. And it, over the course of like four or five games, they showed her a total of 20 times, but they were all such like short little, like short little snippets. And they were like, oh, see, she's not on the screen as much as you guys think she is. And I'm like, the fact that she's been shown 20 times though over the course of four or five games, that's still a lot. That's still a lot. It is. And I just think like, I don't want to bring his ex into it, but like she was always there, yeah. even when they weren't winning. Exactly. And it's like, it's all about perception. And I think yeah. that the way that they would never like do mm -hmm. that to anybody else no. is, it, yeah, it's just yeah. that. Yeah. I think the whole thing with her, and, and it's nothing really against her or anything, but it's just the way some of these people are treating it. Like I saw somebody at one time, they said, oh, well, all these people didn't know who Travis Kelsey was. And I'm just kind of like, Travis Kelsey was like a, already a hall of fame tight end before he even, he was a two-time Super Bowl champion and probably one of the best tight ends ever, if not the best tight end ever. I mean, so to say nobody knew who he was, I mean, because a certain group of people didn't know who he was. Yeah, sure. But to say nobody knew who he was, I'm one like, of my that's. Favorite tight ends. No, yeah. I, that, that's, what, that's like the part that I'm kind of like, taken aback on and I feel like he completely rebranded himself during this relationship too which yeah. is very interesting but that's neither here nor there I'm not going to dive into that that card but but I do have to say like as a fan of his personally mm -hmm. I just really just it gave stale this like I just really didn't really like him like that yeah I, don't know why. I, I do yeah. know why but like ah you know yeah. well I gotta touch on the fact too that so many people think that and I saw this on Shannon Sharp and Chad Johnson their pod the other day that people think the fade haircut was actually like like a thing Travis Kelsey started and I'm just like what do you I'm like fades have been around for I don't know how long yeah so the fact that you all think Travis Kelsey started that I was just like wow it's yeah. sad and it, you know what it also it shows it shows how much culture certain parts of the world we're not exposed to exactly because that that's what I knew okay yeah this is this is bigger than just football <laughs> yeah exactly yeah when it got into that I was just kind of like you're really gonna say that he invented phase during black history month I said oh man right I said, that's yeah you guys are you guys are wilding right now yeah um, I really hope the 49ers are able to close it down because this is like this is the, the matchup of a lifetime honestly. yeah it could have been now the Lions and the Ravens, whatever, whatever. But this is a good second. This is a good second pick. Yeah. Somebody's got to, they got to, they got to redeem us somehow, somewhat. How do you feel about Lamar Jackson and his role in the playoff game? 
So I hate it because I always had this thing of where I thought Lamar played like an MVP for the first like month or two of the season. Yes. And then he would get hurt and it would always hurt his chances of winning the award or anything. And I felt like this year he played at a high level, just longer than usual. And I felt like in the AFC championship game, he kind of let me down a little bit, hmm. but you know, for their first time being there and with him yeah. and you know, him actually putting together a better season as far as like being available and everything. I wasn't really that disappointed in him. And the, I guess the reason why it's hard for me to be disappointed in him is because the way he carries himself. Right. So even if he does have like a bad game and it's his first time there, I'm like, you'll, you'll be back there, you know? Mm-hmm. And is it going to be against Patrick Mahomes again? Nobody knows, but yeah, I, I, I get, I guess I wasn't really that disappointed by how the season turned out for the Ravens. I thought by their standards, having injuries all year, and everything it was I would deem it a success I honestly think the Ravens had a great season too I love Lamar Jackson I want a Super Bowl so badly for him I think he also is a great representation of the black Mm. community in the NFL right yeah I mean remember his draft story he was Mm. literally the last one there with his mom and to see how he turned out and see how he's still it's so great because every season he like gets another layer of leadership on him and you can just Mm -hmm. tell like he he they say he ran too much okay cool i'm gonna yeah. throw it like you know yeah. throw it too much okay he, he's adjusting but he's just adjusting to the tools he has not mm-hmm. what commentators are saying you know what i mean exactly I that the fact that he was he's able to still resonate with a lot of the social community too yeah from his child to his interviews to him crashing a wedding i don't know if you saw that i just <laughs> he is literally one of the best i, I just think he's a stand-up person you know yeah it's hard for me at times to pull for him because I'm a Browns fan. Ooh. But yeah, I know. So when we when we get when we lost in the playoffs, I was like, okay, I'm actually pulling for the Ravens now. Um, but yeah, no, I just think everything about him, I like I said, I love him. And like you said, everything from the way he dresses to you even see how he goes out to these communities and does these events and right. things like that. And I I just think he's a good dude. So I, I hope eventually he can pull through and win one because even the whole narrative about he runs too much and everything, I think if you look over the course of his career, his passing percentage just goes up every single year. So I'm like, he's completing more passes every single year while also breaking rushing records too. I mean, I just think he's somebody we've never seen before. I know we've had Michael Vick and all these guys, but I just think he's taking it kind of to another level. And people are like, oh, he's going to be like Cam and take a hit and everything. But he knows how to slide. He doesn't take those hits. And like I said, I just think everything about him is great. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. I also am excited. I don't know if you guys have seen, but we here in Charlotte got a new coach and a new um president of operations. So fingers yeah. crossed. Not saying we're gonna be in the playoffs, <laughs> but I think we can get mid-season ranking. <laughs> yeah, I, I was wondering how how that's gonna look because I, I watched a lot of their games this year, the Panthers, and I was just kind of like I was like, man, I I don't know. How do you feel about the whole Bryce Young, CJ Stroud thing? I know people are like, oh, well, if Carolina would have took CJ Stroud, they they would have been in a different boat. And I'm like, I just think there were so many other factors for the Texans that there, worked well. Yeah. I mean, I love CJ Stroud. He's one of my he's also one of my rookie faves. Um yeah. I honestly believe that Bryce Young is meant to be in Charlotte. And this is why I, I agree. Because it's like watching 
a tool chest of all these different tools or like all these different parts mm -hmm. and like putting them together, reading directions backwards. So it's like you have all these key pieces and you can make something, but it's like you're reading the, the manual incorrectly. Yeah. And I feel like it started with our coaching, but honestly, and this is just my opinion. I think it's mm -hmm. further than the coaching. I think it's further than the GM. I really think the owner, yes. we need a new owner. We just need a yeah. new owner. And the city at ground level here, it, they're all saying the same thing. If you look at over mm -hmm. under every comment of the, mm -hmm. the Carolina Panthers are posting, mm -hmm. they're just displeased with the ownership. But I do believe that the new coach coming in is refreshing. Mm -hmm. He's all about just helping them win, right? Yeah. And I think he's going to make the right choices. I'm, I'm assuming his, his history is pretty good in that. Yeah. Um, but I definitely believe that Bryce Young is meant to be here. And mm -hmm. I think that he was just given a poor situation to yeah. really exceed. I mean, I don't even know how many times he got sacked this year. I lost count. I went to one game or a couple games and I was like just, yeah, it yeah. was hard to watch. Yeah. And it's, it's funny to your point. I was actually listening to uh, NFL on Fox, their podcast this morning and just the way that an owner and a coach can make such a big difference for an organization is like monumental. I think more than people understand because they were talking about the Washington commanders and they were talking about how now they have new ownership. It's not Dan Snyder anymore. And how Ron Rivera, when he got hired by them, he basically had to come in while the whole Dan Snyder, all of his things were going on and basically just kind of keep the team focused on football where now you look at Dan Quinn who got hired and he doesn't have, you know, as much to worry about as Ron Rivera did. And it's just a whole different vibe now. I feel like in a lot of these places, so Carolina could be, you know, that next one that's in line for, you know, to kind of get a makeover a little bit. Fingers crossed, because we are tired. Our basketball <laughs> isn't getting together. Our we, We're relying on our soccer team right now. That's where yeah. we're at. You're getting there. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're getting there. We beat Messi, yeah. so I think that's good. <laughs> oh, yeah, hey, we'll take it. We'll take it. Um, exactly. Another team that got a little bit of a, a change up, too, a couple of weeks ago, I want to say, in the NBA, the oh. Milwaukee Bucks. Um, I don't okay. understand what they're trying to do. I don't either. And I, I don't think get it. Giannis is really frustrated. I don't know if anyone else can like tell, but yeah. I think the team is very frustrated. And um, so basically, if you guys don't know, we have gone through three different coaches when it came to the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, I honestly think it's kind of funny with Doc Rivers being the new coach. I think someone asked him a couple weeks ago if he would, and he was like, never in my life. And I'm like, well, this is ironic. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> here you are, you know. Yep. Um I'm intrigued. I think that the Bucks, there was one, the last coach, I can't remember his last name. Oh my gosh, it's escaping me right now. Budenholzer? But yes. Yeah. Someone, either him or the new, the one they just fired. Adrian Griffin. Adrian Griffin, yeah. Yeah. He had like a come to Jesus meeting. I don't know if you heard about this. And they basically had like a talk shit, like circle. And apparently it was really great. Everyone was cool, but there was still something missing. Yeah. There was still like, okay, we're winning, but like, there's still, you know, nothing there. And you know, it's bad if Giannis is arguing with his coach, which I'm, he's a very stoic player. So yeah. to see him get out of character in a negative way, you know, something mm -hmm. is different. So with Doc Rivers being the coach, I'm intrigued to see where they're going to go. Now he did end his career with not so great seasons, but yeah. maybe with this, you know, group of guys, he can really turn it around. Yeah, I think I think everybody, their gripe has kind of been the defensive end of the floor for them because there were several articles I read where Giannis on, I think, three or four different occasions, he was lashing out like, oh, we can't stop anybody. The Pacers put up like 140 on him. 
And hopefully Doc can tighten up their defense because I think offensively they have the pieces. So I guess we'll see if Doc can uh, work his magic and I don't know. I mean, they were already, it's just so weird because like you said before we started recording this, like they're paying three salaries right now. Three salaries, <laughs> I'm that. Like yeah. I don't even want to know how much, they're paying like 20 million for coaches. That's so wild. And And it's like, the crazy thing is if you guys don't know about the NBA, like, as a coach, you really get a great deal because you still get paid even when they fire you. Yeah. So they have three coaches they have to put on salary for the next two to four years and they're just paying it, you know? Yeah. So I'm intrigued to see how his um, commentating contract goes now because he was a commentator. Yeah. So, you know, who's not, who's filling that spot, but like what's happening with that, you know? Yeah. I kind of was curious to see what was going to happen with that because I was like, I, I liked him as a commentator. I thought he was good. And yeah, they just pulled the plug on it. He's coaching Milwaukee now. And the fact that he's the Eastern Conference All-Stars coach now after three games. Yeah. I'm just like, what is going on in the NBA? Like you said, it has script written all over it. It's it's giving script. <laughs> I personally, you know what's so crazy? While we're on the topic really quickly about All-Star Weekend, I've been like up and down trying to figure out if I wanted to go or not. And a lot of people, and this is like stuff that I've heard from players, from you know, agents from brands, a lot of people are not going to this all-star weekend. Really? Yeah. And it's is it because it's in Indiana. I think so. But the thing is <laughs> the NBA chose three or four cold cities back to back. Remember we're in February. Let's go to Miami. That's true. Let's, yeah. let's, let's, you know, let's do something different, right? Let's go to Houston. Yeah. But um, I think it's really interesting to see how I also feel like I haven't seen a lot of press about it as well no. outside of the announcements. No, you know, because I, I think I was talking to one of my friends about it, and I think the whole fan voting thing and, and whatnot has kind of ruined it a little bit. Oh, too. Um, and I'm I'm glad they're going back to East and West, too, because the whole, like, picking things and having to make a whole TV production for the draft or whatever, I thought that was cool for a little bit. But after a while, I was like, ah, I don't know if I really am really that big of a fan of it. It, it doesn't seem like it's as authentic i remember way back in the old all-star weekends like that was just the thing and i think it's just yeah how do you feel okay about steph curry facing off with our girl at the three-point challenge so i or the 3v3 three-point challenge yep i'm curious to see how it works because i know like the women's balls are like smaller and everything and so i'm kind of curious to see like how she does like with the changes like that are, you know, for men's basketball. I think she's going to do fine. And quite honestly, I think she's probably a better shooter than everybody in the NBA wants to be a three-point shooter now. Um, if it was Sabrina Inescu or Caitlin Clark, I think they can compete with a lot of the guys that they could. probably are in it. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, I, I like it. I think it's cool because I think they've proven to be good shooters at the, not Caitlin Clark yet, but like at the highest level for women. Right. So right. I mean, yeah, why not? Let's see what you got. I love Sabrina. I think I she's do. going to do what she needs to do. I just yeah. feel like she's going to eat out there. So I'm excited to see that. that. That's one thing I really do like about All-Star Weekend, the challenges and like yeah. fun stuff. Um, and I'm so glad that they're going to be able to face off. And they have a cool yeah. relationship off the court too. So this is they really do. Fun. Yeah. yeah. I think it's going to be a fun weekend. So yeah, there's um, it'll give us a lot to talk about on our next pod. Yes, it will for sure. Yeah, for sure. Well, everybody, thank you for checking out uh, the new edition of the Blaze Cast, Cantley Elliott and Amaya Rousseau, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye, guys.